Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spooked. Improvised Scary Story Podcast. I'm Cody Crane. No Damien today. He's gone. He's lost in the woods somewhere. And I've ditched him. I've decided the podcast needs to carry on. It's not in his memory, even though he's probably dead somewhere. But I don't care. It's my show now, and I've been waiting for this moment for so long. And since it's my show, spooked, I've decided to bring on the two Biggest possible guests I could for a special episode, a grand episode of Spooked, where we do a full lock and key episode. That's right. We got Julia Jones and Jesse Camacho here. Woo! Woo, woo. <laughs> I love thanks you. for having us you're so freaking funny thanks yeah thank you for having us Cody I mean you're a you're a superstar as well hey uh, got I, something yeah they can do it I'm blowing two. up I'm blowing up yeah I, I mean Big this moment. is I, of course Aaliyah you're Eden in the show and uh Jesse you are Doug in the show uh, myself, I'm the new big character, uh, the Codfather. Everyone's been talking about the Codfather. Yeah. What's the Codfather going to do? You know, it's been a whole trend. What's he going to do? You know, and, and, the uh, and the spinoff is coming. The upcoming spinoff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Me driving a boat on the water. It's a very <laughs> peaceful show. It's completely different feel. Just you in a boat. You yep. in a boat. Yeah. <laughs> and the theme song is going to be "I'm on a boat." Yeah. By- yeah. I'm on a boat. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard that song in so long. Wow, what a time when the Lonely Island was it? The Lonely Island was such a big thing. Yeah. yeah. What a time. <laughs> I think I was in middle school back. Then. No, I, I think they're still. School. They're not gone. I mean, now they're in acting, right? Gone, yeah, but pretty- never forgotten. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> the guy yeah. from Brooklyn '99 or nine something Brooklyn? Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, please don't come at me. Yeah. <laughs> This comedy podcast surely isn't fans of Andy Samberg and won't come after you. (laughs) Uh, Losing followers by the second. Yeah. No. (laughs) Uh, So as of the release of this podcast, Lock and Key came out uh, three days ago, four days ago. Uh, People should have seen it. Are we going to talk spoilers? I don't know. We'll see where we go in here. Uh, but for the two of you, um, uh, what can people expect from this second season? Ladies oh. first. Ladies first. Oh, my gosh. Eden hardly composes herself as a lady. 
Um, oh my goodness. Second season, I have to say from my own perspective, was the most fun I think I've ever had in my life. Um, and that's totally in reflection of the craziness that the writers put Eden up to specifically. And um, season two is really just like, Eden and Gabe getting up to some crazy, crazy shit. Can we, can we swear? Oh yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, they, they just go crazy in um, multiple ways. They have a very toxic relationship. Um, if uh, you can even call it a relationship. Um, Gabe is a big meanie. Gabe Dodge is a big meanie. And Eden is kind of like this inferior character um, who has this superior attitude um, of a being card. like she's a total wild yeah card. a total wild card and it's very like it's fun to see their dynamic and uh, how the story grows and all the fun things that like Eden kind of gets her own little spinoff universe in second season that I'm really really excited for people to see yeah yeah on contrast for me it was miserable it was the <laughs> uh, worst professional experience I've ever had in my life no um. I mean, I, I kind of second everything Hilia says. It was just a total joy. I mean, you know, I said in season one when we were talking about it that like it was the most immediately familiar, friendly family environment that I'd ever come across. And that really only deepened during season two. And I'll keep it light, but that's because, you know, we were all like locked down. All we could really do was go to work. So it was like, you know, uh, when we, we, we'd get to set and be like, let's all hang in our trailers because like with nothing else to do. Um, yeah, but yeah, we're we're Doug and the Savini squad are concerned. I think you're going to see everything you love about them in season one, kind of notched up. And you know, there's a there's a wolf in sheep's clothing in the Savini squad. So it's like, you know, will that come to light? And if so, when? And how is that going to look? But I mean, you know, I just it's it's the greatest job for me because I literally just get to go in, have fun, say funny shit, play around with everybody, and then when things get too intense, I'm like see ya, I get to go home. Yeah. And like, you know, so it's just, it's the, it's the greatest job in the world. The gift, the gift that keeps on giving. And the best thing is that Jesse and I actually got to work together a bit more this season, which was great. We got to do more than just like the first season. I think we only had one scene together where it was like mm -hmm. the bye, love you. Yeah. Which uh, I was, I now thinking about it, I really wish we had talked about like getting that back in, but apparently we were, were only allowed like two shits and a fuck on the show or something mm -hmm. and uh jackson uses both or both fucks up or i think there's two fucks and three shits or something he uses both of them up at me <laughs> oh my god spoiler but like <laughs> no they've seen it people have seen it i was thinking uh it would be so funny if if doug was able to do the bye i love you thing again but we didn't get that um but we did have some fun scenes together, which I'm I'm really, really excited for the world. Yeah, we got to do some, and you know, I think that the fun thing about our characters is we don't <clears throat> we don't interact a ton, but there's I think a long kind of history there in terms of like, you know, Eden was super popular, and I think Doug was always sort of an outcast. And, you know, from her own, maybe we could speak to this more for Eden's sometimes maybe her insecurity, she would kind of bully them and then. Doug started getting some bite back and now, uh, now, you yeah. know, they, they, they go at each other, but, uh, she's a demon now. So, uh, I don't, I don't think I'd pick Doug in that fight. Let's just put it that way. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I'm betting on Doug in, uh, in any kind of a contest anymore. 
One of my favorite lines that Jesse says is, hey, that's not right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, After, we yeah. won't spoil it too much for anyone who hasn't watched that far yet. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, there's some really, really good stuff that I'm really glad that I got to work with one of my best friends. So Seconded. <laughs> it's uh, one of the, the greatest honors has to be one of the fucks spent on you. The, these limited fucks. Mm-hmm. for this show like that has to be like the greatest yeah. honor yeah <laughs> i think I, I had one that was cut i had one that was scripted in season one that got cut um really yeah in the caves i think oh yeah maybe i'm wrong and meredith and carlton don't at me um but i'm pretty sure in the cave when we freak out on kinsey i think my original line was supposed to be yeah because you're such a fucking expert on the caves I think that was supposed to be one of them, and uh, and that was too, that's gone. too aggressive for season one. <laughs> Maybe I, season two. I heard behind the scenes, Jesse, from all of the crew that you kept on trying to put fucks in there and take all the fucks for yourself Correct. both seasons now, and in that you lines every that it didn't line. make any sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My line yeah. will be like, "Hey, Kinsey, how are you?" I'd be like, "Fuck, Kinsey, what the fuck's going on? Good to see you. Holy shit!" <laughs> wow, I asked if we could swear on this podcast, and it just never it like we just took it to the maximum, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Parents who watch the show with their kids are going to listen to this and be like, "Oh, I made it. I made a big wild eye joke." Listening yeah. to the audio. Yeah, yeah. Oh One of the uh, the coolest things, like for me, like being on set and everything, and uh, like. Um, obviously meeting you, Haley, I knew, uh, Jesse before, but like, uh, the one scene that I got brought back, um, was, uh, like a party scene with all of you guys. So I got to meet like everyone, right? Like everyone was, uh, and everyone's just having like such a great time hanging out with each other and all of that. So it was just like a really fun experience to be a part of that. And it's such like a warm, inviting, like crew to and cast and everything. Well, it was, that was early on in, sorry, Julia, that was early on, I think in season two. And mm-hmm. that was, um, I had done a day, I had done um, the stuff as Hillbilly Jack and the splattering movie. I had done that, but that day out in Port Stanley, that was, I think the first day everyone was all there together, like the, the main cast and then kind of all of us recurring people. So that day it was like every every time a transport band would pull up, everyone would run out of their trailers and be like, who is it? And like, <laughs> yeah. we'd run out. So and they're like, was- oh, it's old stinky Cody again. <laughs> Hardly. You were- everyone so left. wait, you were there during the party? I, I was, yeah, the Codfather was, was, of course the Codfather was out during the party. Uh, no, oh. because what happened was, because oh, we yes, shot yes. our days before, but my yes, body double yes. had to drop yes. out. So yeah. I got called in, got a whole bunch of overtime. Thank you, Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and got to be my own body devil and just drive a boat around a bunch. Okay, uh, I was confused. Yeah. I thought you I thought you meant that you were like at the party. And I was like, that would yeah. make no sense in the storyline. And I don't remember you there. And like, I talked <laughs> to all of the bad I would love actors. it. How epic like, would it have been, though? Just the, yeah. the old fisherman in the corner, just smoking a cigarette, watching yeah. all of the kids. I mean, it would have made sense because you were you were like tested and stuff because we couldn't have um, a lot of background. I remember um, Jesse, one of the first. uh, Not me. Yes. The second AD. AD, Second AD, um, who's in charge of all the background actors. She wanted to have so many people there and we were all outside, which by the end of filming, we would have probably been able to like figure that out because a lot of the rules with COVID had changed. But like there was no one at this party, which makes sense because like 
in in Netflix shows and like shows in general with high school, you see all these parties where like there's like a hundred people, and then you're like, I didn't have that experience in high school because it's just not realistic. But it realistically, like for this like this splattering in this like small town, it made sense for how many people actually ended up being at this party. But that was just because of COVID. Like we couldn't have that many background actors. Mm-hmm. um which was which was kind of shit for the second ad who was like i just want to be like in charge of like all of these people and have like a crazy raging party she um, made it work though it, it, it ended up I'll working always, really well yeah yeah and i've actually watched like i watched um i've watched a lot of the scenes where she was like oh, i wish i had more people and i'm like you know what it actually works like at the time it kind of sucked because we were like so used to filming all of these scenes with so many background actors. But then in the long run, like watching it, it just, it's like, you don't notice it. You really don't. You're not focused on like what's not there. You're just focused on, you know, how it comes to be, which is kind of cool. Like co- filming with COVID, COVID was such a weird thing, but uh, it was really impressive how everyone made it work, so. Yeah, and I think it, what was funny was there was these, there were these different, times while we were shooting in COVID too, there would be times where the cases would plummet in Toronto. So they'd be like, okay, you can have like all these extras. And then like two episodes later, they'd be like, lockdown. You can't have more than five people in a shot. And I remember we were shooting, this is a little production secret. We were shooting, um, for those who have seen the season, uh, episode six, which takes place at Winterfest. And they literally like, I don't know, it's probably not noticeable. I have to check it out. There are dummies, like actual dummies wearing clothes, like sitting in chairs, riding the Ferris wheel. Yeah. And it was uh it was good. I don't know if I should have said that, but I don't care. That it was well, funny. Yeah. That's gonna be a good thing to look out it's for. A, it's a fun little it's a fun little behind the yeah. scenes. And I, I think like it's weird talking about it because the show hasn't come out as we're recording this right now, but it's gonna come out when it's been recorded. So it's fine to talk about these things. Talk about production but, secrets, Halia. I have so many production secrets that are like fun. And I really don't think that like they're anything scandalous. It's just like a fun little like, this is how we dealt with like a little literal global pandemic and filming this show. And I have a lot of behind the scenes content that I'll be releasing on my Instagram as the show goes on. I'll start with everything I have from, from episode one. And like, you know, I have some really awesome shots of you, Cody, that I'll send to you um, that we can post. And it was really interesting because watching the episodes and like Winterfest in particular because it was there was no one there even though we were outside it was just crew like maybe like a few like maybe five or five to ten background and then these literal dummies like these (laughs) these like weird mannequin things they were mannequins yeah and you don't notice (laughs) it because what they did was they brought in on at a separate time a bunch of background actors and filmed background actors walking through the Winterfest in Winterfest, and they they edit it together so that it looks like it's actually popping. But meanwhile, like our scenes are basically dead, or there there's like a CGI effect or something where they like they do the plates. They 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 overlap the image. Yeah, yeah, which is super cool. Um, it's just like movie magic. But when you're watching it, you're not even noticing it. You know, you I hope there's notice. one that's really noticeable. Yeah, it's like a mannequin like... in a hoodie. And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Why is that person not moving? <laughs> yeah, it's super, super cool. Like, I loved it. It was, but then, then there were days like, uh, also at the you know, in episode one, we have the big splattering premiere, 
And uh, we had to shoot some scenes in the lobby of this movie theater. And it was one of those times where COVID was, was low in Toronto. Uh, and there were like a lot of us packed into that small room. And I remember we were like, we were like, the swab test isn't the test. This is the test. Yeah. <laughs> like, probably, yeah. But, but every, you know, everyone was, uh, everyone was good. I mean, I, 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 I got COVID after we wrapped, um, but very mild. I'm totally fine. But, um, but other than that, I don't think anybody else got it really uh, in the cast. Yeah. No, no one in the cast. I think there were like two to three maximum. I don't even think five. I wouldn't even say five, but there were maybe like, yeah, I would say we maybe got like five alerts that like a crew member, like outside of our vicinity. So we had like zones. We had the green zone, which was like the grips, uh, the painters, the people like outside of it where like no one's coming close to each other. And you wouldn't really like consider that like close contact. If mm-hmm. someone in the green the green zone or whatever got COVID, then it would be like, okay, we're not affected. We can continue shooting. The yellow the yellow zone would be like set deck and uh, not props. Props was closer, but like you know, like the electrical and like the closer grips and the camera or whatever. And then red zone would be like our makeup artists, our costumes, our um, the directors, camera people who were right near us, props people, that. And I don't think anyone in camera, like in the red zone, ever got any COVID. Like mm-hmm. we were really on top of it. Everyone was incredible. You never shut down. There was no shutdown. And we never shut down. And there were like a few like minor scares that were all worked through. Um, I mean, at the begin at uh, during episode one, when we were in Port Stanley we actually had to sit in our trailers for like a couple hours because it was so, um, I think the Dynacare or like the, the labs that were doing the COVID tests were so overwhelmed with COVID tests. It was still um, early in the pandemic. That was only it like was really, six it was months September. In. It was September yeah. and freaking year ago. That blows my mind. Um, and we were sitting around because we couldn't, we literally could not get on set because of the um, the American and the Canadian actor contract guidelines saying like, you can't do this unless every single person's COVID test came back negative. Mm-hmm. And so we were just like chilling in Port Stanley. It was really cool. It was beautiful. And I was like, okay, I don't mind. But it was just, it was, it, they were really on top of it. They were super, they made sure everyone was safe. And um, I mean, we got through it seven, eight months of filming without anyone getting sick, which was And that was brilliant. just, that was just season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the people who, the people who um, did get COVID or whatever, like I, I think they were all right. So I'm hoping that everyone was all I'm right. I'm still we here. Pretty good to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that's the thing too. Like season three is wrapped now too, right? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. We Crazy. cannot say anything about that. No. No. But th- maybe we can't. Maybe we don't know anything. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I have nothing to lose. I'm going to say everything about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very interesting. Like the the thing that's like uh, so neat about like the different television productions, because like obviously um, a couple weeks back is uh, um, Ghost premiered a new CBS show that I'm on. Um as reoccurring and like that we shot in August of this year like and in less than two months 
it's already on television. And then <laughs> Lock and Key, I think I shot in like August of last year. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's it's such an interesting uh, uh, process uh, through it. And like, um, yeah, because like I was thinking with like Lock and Key being one of my first like big productions uh, to be a part of. Um, I was thinking like, okay, this is what it's always going to be. And then the, doing the next one and being like, yeah, this is coming out next month. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, like how the different. Cody, what? Cody, we filmed exactly a year ago today. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Look at us. October what? 8th. That is yeah. incredible. A year that's, ago today. Yeah, dude. That's insane. Oh, look at us. It's our anniversary. Look, I love this photo of you. Oh, that's oh. a great photo. That's a great shot. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like I'm some... operating the camera. What am I doing? <laughs> it actually it might have been it might have been no, it was October 7th because that other photo I got the next day. Right. But like, look. <laughs> I'm going to send these to you. That's so funny. Please that do. was exactly that was exactly a year ago today. Wow. Or yesterday. That's insane. I can't That's wait for insane. you to see it. It looks it looks so good. It's so good. It's it so, so good. good. You you crushed it. I'm so but excited. Anyway, I mean, sorry I, to interrupt. <laughs> I was uh, just like, what? I mean, you have That's seen fine. it. Of course, by the time this drops, you yeah, will have yeah, seen yeah. it. I've seen yeah. it 100 yeah. times now. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, like the the cool thing about having the two of you on here, you're uh, two of the cast members that I'm like most connected to in a way. Like, uh, of course, Halia, we did all of our, all of my scenes are with you, and then uh, Jesse, um, I've known you for a long time, uh, friend. Yeah, this is my second appearance, making a making a return. Returning to Spooked after I think it's been like three years since you've been on. Do, four years. I was gonna maybe. say I don't think I I don't think Lock and Key was a thing at the time. No, three or four years, and then of course uh, a little behind the scenes. I uh, got a call back for to play Doug as well, which they they looked at me and they're like, you're not, they told me straight to my face. They said, you're not as good as Jesse. You need to know this now. And then oh. they, and then oh. they said, also, turn it down. Admit it. Also, they said, you look 50 years old next season. I think we have a dirty old fisherman and maybe <laughs> you can play that. <laughs> you big bag of shit. That's I think there's a couple holes in the story, but otherwise that sounds about right. No, ask, ask Robin Cook. They'll say it. They'll say. It. Didn't we? Uh, didn't we do a spooked last season? Yeah, around this around this time, it was yeah. right after we uh, finished uh, filming. So your second uh, appearance as well. We're all yeah. Back. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I love how like there are, there are a few people who got jobs in second season who would like I had known and. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Brett, who plays Carl. Hey. Yeah, so he, 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 so he plays Carl, which the show will come out and people will know this. I, it's, it's still so weird because we're talking about this before the show comes out. <laughs> I'm like, spoilers. Um, but Carl is the popcorn guy at uh, the movie theater who I make out with and end. Um, but he was a good friend. He's like a really good friend of mine who called me when he got the audition. He was like, I got an audition for Lock and Key. And I'm like, you better, you better book it. Cause I have to make out with you. And I, I don't want to make out with strangers. <laughs> and he got it. And I was like, this is brilliant. Like, it's so cool filming. Like I'm from born and raised in Toronto. And it's just like incredible to have people like, you know, on the show and 
yeah anyway that's a little sidestep story but yeah that, that was <laughs> like my audition too i messaged uh griffin and he was like you better get the dirty old fisherman i have to make out with you in that scene uh, <laughs> but you know what it, that does speak to a larger point it's so funny and like obviously we, we, we didn't get to work together but like uh, but i saw you there but how i think all whenever the guest stars would come and they'd be involved in a big set piece like you were or brett who felt like he was there for a while and it's weird and then he's wrapped and he's gone and it's weird because for those whatever it was five days that he was there he and he was in brett was in scenes with all of us when he was was like oh yeah where's brett oh right he's wrapped i was like oh that's crazy like how and you know like i'm sure you felt that way too cody like coming in and you know and the the thing you got to do there was all these like extra things you had to do and all these effects and like and it really does, like, you see, you see what we mean? It becomes so quickly, like, your home or your place to be. Yeah. I remember, yeah, Brett texting me, like, a couple weeks later, being like, it feels so weird not being on set with you guys. It's like, I know. It's just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Let's do it. That was, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I spent that, uh, the one day almost ki- uh, killing Halia with a boat. Um, <laughs> that was terrifying, by oh, the did way. did you almost run into I her know, I know you weren't driving, but, like, <laughs> The first time that boat comes in, because I'm like standing there in heels at the end of this dock, like literally, like it looks like it was built 150 years ago. Like it's, it's so just, like, narrow. Rotting. It's... it's so it was like this big. It might and not seem terrifying, but us walking terrifying. down that dock, I I was scared I was gonna so fall in. Times. Yeah, I I was so surprised neither of us did. It looks like yeah. I I my hair is wet, but it's just like grease or like stuff. But like. I, the first time that boat came in, I almost shot myself. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, where do I go if it fucking falls over? I guess I'm just like, I'm in the water. I'm in, I'm in the- I just want to bail once. Just turn around and go, ah, and jump in the water. It was terrible. I'm surprised you didn't bail when it hit the dock the one time. Like it hit the front of the dock. It did. It like, it really, it came in hot. And I was like, <laughs> I think they probably have it on camera of me being like, <laughs> but I like just tried to keep it in. And I was like, this is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It was really not great, but we did it like so many times and it was so yeah. beautiful. Honestly, like when I think about the number one scene, one of my number one scenes would be that scene because it was just something that as an actor, you always want to like kind of play I've always wanted to play like the really dramatic like staring off into the distance is like the the lighthouse comes back and forth across your face and I literally got to do that and it was just so beautiful and you got like the dress and the wind and it's like the fog and everything it's just yeah you get to do some really cool fashion stuff actually huge yeah (laughs) I actually it was a really there were so many times this this season where I started, um, I started modeling when I was 12 and my aunt taught me how to, um, my aunt taught me how to like catwalk when I was basically 12. Um, I wasn't exploited, but like, I really wanted to do modeling. So there was so many times this season where like, it was a full circle moment where I was like, oh my God, I've been working towards this my whole entire life. My dreams are coming true. Like if I, my 12 year old self was here, she'd be like, oh my God, where, what, what? And I just felt so like, just, oh, it was, it was this euphoric experience. And even though that night was cold as shit, 
Like I, I lost feeling in my toes so many times that night. It was still like one of my favorite scenes to film because it was just this, oh my God, I'm living my dream. I am so grateful and lucky to be experiencing this. Yeah. yeah. I started modeling when I was six and I still haven't been hired, but I, uh, I consider myself a professional model. Um, I think you could do like, yeah, magazines, catalog, anything. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think so. I think I'm, I'm waiting. Fashion. I'm waiting for the call. It's coming. I, yeah. I think we should be a modeling duo, Jesse. A hundred percent. Yes. I love it. <laughs> the Codfather and Doug Brazell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have a couple uh, uh, stories to uh, run by you here of um, uh, a little behind the scenes of uh, me. And they're going to sound like I'm the, the shittiest person to work with uh, to have on set. So well, let me let me run. You know, that's by. not true. So let's do it. Yeah. Um, so little behind the scenes we um, I am involved in a lot of like CGI. So I had a lot of CGI days in the booth and everything. And before we shot our scene, um, I had a CGI day where uh, Griffin was just coming out of the booth and I was going into the booth and they're like, oh, we need to get you into the booth um, and you need to be out by this time or whatever. Um, so like I, I felt the pressure and then I accidentally big dealed Griffin right off the bat. Our introduction <laughs> where <laughs> I... And it wasn't because I've just I was I was stressed. I was nervous and stressed. Um, and I saw him and I, obviously I've seen him in other things and everything like that, too. I, I know I know of Griffin. I knew that it was Griffin. And when he walked by, he said, uh, hey, I'm Griffin. I'm uh, I'm going to be the one killing you. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, and then I said, uh, I said, <laughs> oh, I said, oh, can't wait. And then I walked by and went into the booth. And I was like, oh, I sound like a dick. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't even think twice about that. Griffin's like one of the sweetest humans. I'll think about it the rest of my life, though, is the painful yes. thing. He probably liked you even more. He probably honestly was like, respect. Thank yeah. You. yeah, he's solid. Yeah. Who's this yeah. cod father? <laughs> yeah. Griffin's um, so cool. I'm so glad that I got to work with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So great. So great. Uh, here's the other thing. Um, and this one might make me sound even worse. Um, <laughs> so another one to run by. Uh, so my second uh, with Port Stanley, is that right? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so second day in Port Stanley, we're there um, and I get called back to do the body double. And since it was a full day, of uh, like the party scene and everything, everyone's there. So I lost my big trailer with the washroom in it. Now, I was in my uh, trailer without the washroom uh, that was supposed to be for my body double. I, I mean, this was not in my contract. Let me believe you. I put up a stink. No, <laughs> but <laughs> the the uh, f the full use for everyone washroom was out of order that day. So. I had to go to the washroom for a number two, had nowhere to go. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, do I go? I know Jesse. I know he probably wouldn't be mad if 100%. I did this. You could have come into my room. But I had to think of the person that would be least mad and that maybe I could take in a fight if I had to. So I, I snuck into little Georgie from its trailer 
I, and I I took a, a big dump in that thing. Yes. <laughs> and I walked out of there and hoped that he didn't notice. Well, I don't think he was there that day. Okay. But first of all, I love Jackson, but I love that story. That story is amazing. I'm happy you didn't come to my church because I, of course, would have been like, yeah, dude, of course, go on in. But <laughs> this is better. You this were gone amazing. away to set, too. So, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to sneak into one of these. Can I, I, you know what? Matter. This is not a walk and key thing, but let me piggyback uh, on this, on this, because I had a thing. I was cast in this movie in Vancouver. You just made me think of this. And it was like, it was a, it was, it was supposed to be a movie. It didn't like, I'm going to say it didn't turn out great. It was a movie called Rapture Palooza. And it was with uh, Anna Kendrick and uh, Craig, uh, yeah, Craig Robinson. Right. So, uh, and I got like, I was cast as her brother, but then at the last minute they switched me to the brother's best friend. It was the same role anyway, but pre-production did not go well for me. My buddy who I was supposed to be with got fired. They cut the role down and I was like, I just want to do this job and go home. Like I was freaking out. They were, everyone was nice, but I was freaking out. And so I am a big dance set and it's all my scenes with, um, with everyone there. And of course, Anna Kendrick, who's amazing. And uh, I need to take a dump. And I'm like, okay, we're shooting in a house. So I go up to the AD. I'm like, hey, can I just quickly, uh, can I use the bathroom? They're like, no, it's a live set. I mean, we're shooting, they're, they're shooting the one serious scene in the movie really. It was with Anna Gosteyer played the mom and Anna Kendrick was the daughter. And they're, um, they're, they're doing that in the, uh, in the kitchen. So they go, you can't. I go, all right, well, can I go back to base? They go, no, like we don't, you can't because we need you to block and like, they're literally getting this last thing. We need you to block in like five minutes and base was like away, you know? And I go, okay, well, can I use the crew bathroom? Like, just wait like 10 minutes. So I'm like, it's, that's not an option. So I'm standing there, I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like I barely hung onto this job. And so I sneak into the bathroom, I do it. And I'm trying to listen for like action or cut. And I can't hear it. I take the gamble, I flush, immediately hear cut, what the heck, what's going on? People freaking out. And they're rushing to the bathroom to see who's in the bathroom. So I opened the bathroom door to make it look like I'd left and hid in the tub and closed the shower curtain and lay there like this. <laughs> Somebody came in, looked around and left. And I didn't get caught and I snuck out. And like later on, I was sitting with, uh, with the cast is this guy, John Francis Daly. And it was Anna Kendrick and me. We're sitting there talking and we're talking about how great the crew is, everything. And Anna says, yeah, I mean, they're great, but like, you know, sometimes I feel like crews do things that are very green. I go like, like what? She goes, wow, shooting that, you know, big scene with Anna and somebody like flushed the toilet and ruined the take. And I just thought that was like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's terrible. That's just like, inexcusable. I mean, God, <laughs> hope, God hope that soul if they ever find him. But yeah. And uh, anyway, and I wrapped the movie and, uh, and oh, ran home. That's yeah. that's a jump out of your skin story because I, I like I don't know what I would do in the there's two options there you can hide or come out as confidently as possible you could have kicked down the door to the washroom and came out and go somebody stop me but you know the thing is like, I, like, I feel like that's the thing is I realized you're right I should have just come out and said sorry guys it was an emergency because I mean it worked out because everyone knew I was the one who needed to go to the bathroom the guy who played my buddy like. Kalem was like, who actually, the guy who played my buddy worked with Griffin on American Vandal. Kalem, he's a great actor. Um, but anyway, uh, 
yeah. And I was like, what would I have done if they opened the shower curtain and saw me there? I probably would have just been like, can I get some privacy around here, please? <laughs> like, but anyway, I got away with it. But yes, yeah, that reminded me of it. But I'm so, so happy that you took a shit in Jackson's trip. Oh my God. Uh, I don't have I'll, any good, I don't have any good shitting stories on set. You know what she does? She's just too classy to share them. <laughs> no, honestly, I would. You know me, Jesse. Yeah, I, I would share it if I mm-hmm. had one. No, you think but, ahead. I feel like you're smart well, that way. You plan ahead. I mean, I mean, yeah, but like uh Patrice, um, who plays Scott on the show, had so we were in one of those like three-year oh, no. trailers. You're about to out a Patrice story? No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay. Um, but like we were in one of those three trailers and he was, I was at the end, he was in the middle. And then I think it was Griffin at the end, uh, on the other end. And I didn't realize until like midway through filming, maybe that like the walls were like paper thin, like paper thin, like, because one day I think I was like peeing or so I was just peeing and I heard Patrice on the phone and he texts me he's like oh you're in and I hadn't said anything and he had just texted me being like oh I hear you're in and I'm like are you listening to me pee and I was like this is how this is just like showing how close we are as as a, as a cast because it was just like what's good you know like I'm just taking a pee when I'm done taking my pee I'll come over and wash I'll wash my hands first and then I'll give you a hug like you know no, and Patrice, so, he did that on purpose too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love him so much. Like he's he's such an incredible human. I miss him so much. But um, and, and so great yeah. in the second season. He's oh yeah, got some amazing yeah. stuff to do, and he he just I mean everybody crushed it. Like you know, and we got our we got our our girl Amelia Jones. Hopefully headed towards uh, some award recognition soon. Yeah, um, oh my God, she's incredible. While we while we were shooting the Winterfest is when uh, Amelia found out that her movie Coda, like won everything at Sundance and yeah, uh, wow. yeah sold more money than anything else. Yeah. yeah, you were I think you were in the trailer with her, weren't you? When uh, I was I was yeah waiting. when she accepted her award thing. Yeah, yeah that's so she's cool. incredible. She's she's gonna go on to big things. Also, she's got like the voice of a freaking angel. I know, like she's so cool, and it's so funny that there are three Joneses and. This year I got a title card at the beginning, which is like big deal, all like for, you know, me, I screamed. Um, and there's just Amelia Jones and then Patrice Jones and then Halea Jones. And I'm like, you Keep know, like Joneses. one of my family members, <laughs> one of my family members who I'm not like that close to, but who um, watched the show, you know, older family member was like, um a couple episodes in and she writes to my mom or something and she's like oh, I don't understand why did they uh they spell Talia's name wrong at the beginning of the show and she, it, it, it doesn't really look like her wow and my mom was like that's not Halea that's Amelia your name was at the end of the episodes right yeah yeah I but I uh I got I got a title card this year and I got the fire key which is like the perfect thing because I'm a double Aries. I love the color red and like Eden is the most fiery explosive being ever. So when I saw that, I was like, ah, it's so exciting. But yeah. anyway. 
to uh, dive into now a spookier note, we have to talk about this. We got to know, and I know, uh, Halia, that you do. I don't know, Jesse, if you do, but I got to know, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, yes, I absolutely do. But I'm so scared that I don't open myself up to it. <laughs> like, like, okay, I'll be like, no, that, that, that literal old man sitting in my chair reading a book that doesn't live in my apartment is not there. That is a trick of the light. And I go, nope. And I like, that has never happened. But like, I'm just so nervous about it that I kind of close myself off to it. I'm like, nope, it's the plumbing. I don't care. Nope. Turn on all the lights, put on the TV, not listening. And then, yeah, that's, yeah. but, but, I, mean, but I, love, I love ghost movies and I love ghost stories and stuff, but yeah. So you've never had a paranormal experience? Um, I had one. Do you want me to, well, I don't know if it was. Can I tell it briefly and you can tell me? Helena and I will decide. Okay. <laughs> so um, my, uh, I used to live with my friend, Brooke Paulson, um, who I did a show with years ago. And uh, she and my, uh, and my friend Alex Wiener was over and uh, they were sort of seeing each other at the time. And we were sitting and like, I had to briefly tell you the geography. The couch was like, right behind our couch was the dining room table, it was literally against the couch. So I'm sitting at the end of the dining room table and they're on the couch right next to me. So I could like reach over and touch their heads kind of thing. And uh, Brooke uh, is very spiritual. Religion is a huge part of her upbringing. Um, and Alex and I were like, we're like, you know what we should do? We should watch Paranormal Activity. And Brooke goes, no guys, like I really don't want to, like I don't want to mess with that stuff. And I'm like, no, no, Brooke, we're telling you it's so good. Like, like, uh, trust me, let's put it. And she's like, oh, God, I don't know. Like, and she said something like, I don't want to open myself up to that stuff. And Alex and I kind of ignorantly and so stupidly are going like, okay, like whatever. And so we finally talk her in it and we start watching the movie and the movie's on, we're watching it. And I, we start hearing this, like this noise that it, on the other side of the room, that sounds like someone took a knife and was cutting like, like, like pillows like a ripping kind of noise. And I'm like, weird, whatever. So we kind of ignore it and we keep watching the movie. And then it gets to the point where it's like, it's distractingly loud. So I, I pause it and I go, okay, look, are you guys hearing that? And Alex goes, yeah. And none of them could have been doing it. And Brooke goes, Brooke literally just goes, just guys, just play the movie, just play the movie, just, just play the movie, okay? Let's just watch the movie, let's just do it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So we keep playing it. And it got so loud that it was louder than the movie. And I paused it and I was like, okay, what the fuck's going on? And Brooke just goes, just hope it's not too late, guys. <laughs> it's like, what? We turned the movie off, never heard it again. Never heard it again. And the next day, like Brooke was like, yeah, like, yeah, I think, I think we're okay. But yeah, that was weird. I'm telling you, it could have been somebody moving something upstairs or something like that, but it was so loud and there's no way her or Alex could have been doing it. It's just not possible. I like how she was so confident of it. Just like, yeah, we're fucked. And I hope it's uh, not too late. (laughs) Not too late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just be... (laughs) It's... uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, did you find anything that was ripped? Nope. Interesting. That's... I mean, I do the same. I don't want to open myself up to it. No, thank you. Do you watch because because you believe in it, right? Yeah, I do. I think it's like aliens. I think we're it would be stupid to consider like to think that we're the only possible exist like form of existing 
consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think like when it comes to um, paranormal things, I think some people are more in tune to it. I definitely, like my aunt told me um, that when I was a, a little girl, we were going to like see houses or something. Like I think she was looking for a house or we were going to an open house, whatever it was. And there was, I was probably three or four and I was at this we went into this one room and I just started going like I was like following something around the room with my eyes like like there was something in there and my aunt is really sensitive to to those kinds of energies as well and she had gotten like this chill and um I think I've shut myself down to it I think I've shut myself down because like I just don't want to, I just don't, I don't like scary movies. I don't watch scary movies. Oh, they're so good though. I just, my, my thing is my imagination is too vivid for them. My imagination is too, like, I will just, like, I'm, I'm by myself in like my, my family home. Um, and, and it's just like, when I'm here, any noise, any, like anything, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to die tonight. Like that's just happening. And like, even when you were telling me that story, I get really sensitive to like my eyes start watering. My nose starts going like weird. I start getting kind of like really anxious. And then like, I just feel really, even when someone's telling me their experience, I get really like just weird things start happening. And I just, yeah, I don't, I don't want to like touch it. I, because I think that I would be incredibly sensitive to it if I open myself up to it. I just don't want to, I don't want to mess with it. I'll deal with that when I'm on the other plane of experience and existence. But like, I definitely think that it is very much a thing. And I believe in the transfer of souls and energy and energy doesn't die. So yeah, yeah. I just like, no please everything be good my friend actually quick story I was in Montreal uh for about a month last two months ago and my friend had an apartment that uh in Oldport which Oldport was like the first place they landed uh and built these beautiful this like beautiful town and right across you look out her window there's like this kind of square there's like a it used to be like the old like not parliament but like where they made all the decisions of what to do with that I know I know exactly what you're talking about yeah Yeah. and there's in that square is where they would hang people and so I was there by myself for about a week and she told me this before like she left to go on a trip for a week and so I got to stay here in this like beautiful old loft that was in this beautiful like old building um that used to have families living throughout it since the beginning of Montreal and there was one night I think I watched like midsummer or something and I was like why am I doing this to myself like what is going on here and it there was this very clear message in my brain that said I can open this up I can attune myself to this and I very clearly said to myself no no thank you And I just felt like if I focused in on it and I really like opened myself up, I could have been more receiving of it. And I was just like, nope, I don't want to. I'm here by myself. I really don't feel like doing this. 
and I just shut it down. But like, I felt like there were things there that I chose not to see. Yeah. So that's my experience. <laughs> I mean, uh, I on have <laughs> last last time you were on, Halia, you asked me to uh, to say one of the times because I said that I've seen ghosts multiple times. And I know that I've said it on the podcast before when it happened way back when, like five years ago or so like that. Um, but this, if if you can still sleep at night after this, I will say it. Um, but I was uh, laying in bed with the person I was dating at the time. Uh, they were sleeping. Sorry, this was five years ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah five years ago. I'll um, send you my therapy bill. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, good. sounds good. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is one of the uh, the the rare like seeing a ghost, I guess, like uh, most people see them when they're younger. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was only five years ago. I was sleeping next to uh, someone I was dating at the time and they were sleeping. Um, I was uh, watching videos on uh, my iPad and then all of a sudden I just saw in the corner of the room like a dark figure walk from the edge of the bed over to her side of the bed. And just stood there in front of her. And oh, no, that makes my eyes all teary up. Right? I was gonna say, I'm watching. I'm watching your nose. You I'm this? watching your eyes. Do you see you this? Like literally, go. Keep well, yeah, it's a cliffhanger. Okay, then what yeah. happened? So then I'm sitting there and I'm just looking at it, and I just started saying like, "You don't have any business here." I'm not saying it out loud or whatever. Um, and then I decided to, I was like, well, I'll, maybe I'm just seeing things or whatever. So I got up and then I walked over to like where it was and like, I could see around it, but couldn't see through it. It was just like darkness. Wow. Um, and I just stood in front of it and I just kept saying like, you don't have any business here. Uh, leave was just saying that. Um, and then I was like, well, I guess it's not leaving. So I walked back over uh, to my side of the bed and I was just laying there. And then I looked again and then all of a sudden it disappeared. I could see past it. Um, and then as it disappeared and I could see past it, um, my uh, girlfriend at the time woke up and she was having sleep paralysis. And she said that she was laying in her bed and all she could see was feeling that a figure was walking towards her and could just see it beside her but couldn't move. Um, I didn't tell her what I saw before that. Uh, I would have rolled like over. Right I would have rolled now. over, seen it and gone, well, that's her fucking problem. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nope, nothing there. No, I'm kidding. That's, uh, that's crazy. I have sleep paralysis too, but I, I never see anything. Because mm. I can't open my eyes. Like for me, it's like my eyes are closed. Now I haven't had it in a while and touch what I won't. But now I just get it and I'm annoyed. I'm like, ugh. This again. Can I just move, please? I've I experienced never, sleep paralysis it. once last summer. There was one time that I experienced it. It was the, and I had like one of those um, like watches on that tracked my REM sleep. And you can see that I'm like in a really, really deep sleep. And then I was just like, I woke up. And yeah. it was just like, it was your the weirdest, weirdest experience. And it wasn't like scary, but I was at my cottage and I was like, in my dream trying to like reach someone I don't remember exactly what it was but someone was saying something to me and I was like fully there 
but I wasn't able to move out of it. Like it was very strange and I don't experience it. Knock on all of the wood. Well, have you, have you watched but, the documentary? What was the documentary called? Probably not. Um, I guarantee you she hasn't. Oh, the world's a little bit, a little bit blurry. Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the documentary. Um, Wait, actually, no, 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 no. She deals with crazy sleep paralysis. Her whole album, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? is based off of her sleep paralysis experiences. Oh, he has an encyclopedia about Billie Eilish. I love Billie <laughs> Eilish. Which is fair because she's, she's, she's great. Fucking awesome. She's the coolest human ever. Anyway. What, do- what documentary were you talking about, Cody? Um, it's a sleep paralysis documentary, though. No. Um, <laughs> and they say, like, when you're talking about sleep paralysis, it's more likely to happen to you because, like, I guess, like, psychologically, it's more likely to happen. That makes sense. Um, oh, sleeping tonight, folks. Yeah. So you two are going to have it for sure. I've never had it. So I'm blessed. Next conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Billie Eilish put Halea in a music video already. That's my shut up. You were saying she already did. I thought you were saying Halea's already been in a Billie Eilish music video. I was like, Halea, you didn't tell me this. No. I just want to be friends with Billie Eilish. That's all I want. I just want, I just want mm-hmm. her to mm-hmm. be like, what's up dude and i'll be like let's be friends i just want to be friends i just is that how the conversation would go shut up (laughs) i was in a music video yeah i was in a music video like six months before i did lock and key and i got completely cut out of it it was like a music video with lines and i think there's a i think there's a connection to lock and key with whose music video it was um but uh, I, I think the artist hated me. I, I there, the director was like, uh, like laughing at the lines I was doing, but I was very over the top in between. I was supposed to be like a reporter as they're going through the red carpet or whatever. And I got completely cut from the music video. I watched it back and I was like, oh yeah, I'm out of this. This scene is done. Oh, no. cut it. On that note, we got a story to tell. We all drew positions beforehand. Halia, do you want to reveal what you drew? Uh, celebrity impression, which I'm absolutely going to fail. I'm hoping no one from SNL is going to watch this. <laughs> they all do. <laughs> uh, so, Halia, uh, the options you got for your celebrity impression are legendary celebrity Aristotle. Rachel Ray, George Harrison, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh my god! Oh, this is fantastic! Oh my god! Of course, um, all of these have a perfect impression that I—I I mean, I know that you have in your back pocket. Pro pro tip: we go 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 Jennifer Love Hewitt and be sort of normal. <laughs> I was thinking Aristotle and just really like I wish I had read more Aristotle in order to prepare for this um I, I didn't realize that this would be something I'd be preparing for in my life um <laughs> um oh my god okay I don't know can I think about it yeah yeah uh think about it here George Harrison just do a British just do kind of a British, British accent thing they've got a specific yeah. accent unfortunately but you know you could just be yeah. British <laughs> And Rachel Ray is like the shame cooking, Halea. Shame her. The cooking, her. Shut up. Rachel Ray is the cooking girl, the cooking yeah. woman. Right. 
I ordered um, a delivery yeah. from uh, Rachel Ray's pop up here in Toronto, and I got like a I don't know. It was like a nine dollar sandwich or something. It was a very small order, but they put in it like they delivered it to me and I opened up the bag and they had a giant hardcover Rachel Ray cookbook that said twenty nine ninety nine on it. It was a terrible business model. They couldn't have been making money at this restaurant, giving everyone a hard copy book with it. Was the meal good? Uh, yes, it was quite delightful. Uh, of course, our sponsor today, Rachel Ray herself. Yes, <laughs> of course. Uh, but Jesse, what did you draw? Well, I'm uh, I'm going to be sort of a wild card myself today. I am the I believe I'm the swing. Is that correct? Yeah, no responsibility in the store. You can do whatever you want, and, and I will. <laughs> And that means I got the narrator. I'll be leading this story, uh, not stricken to the narrator position as well. I can beat characters. Halia's studying, studying up. Okay, I apologize, Halia, because I was like, oh my god, she's like full on texting while we're doing this podcast. Um, but no, she's this is and this is a reflection. Actually, I'm killing some time for you, Halia. So keep looking. Um, a reflection of Halia, like no, but no joke. Like in one episode, she had to burp. So she ordered like a carton of bubblies and sat in her trailer all day the day before learning to burp on cue so that she could burp in this scene that I actually think got cut. So <laughs> it just, just shows her dedication. I thought um, you were going to say she was watching burp videos. Yeah. <laughs> but aside, uh, Cody, while, uh, while Julia's doing her research still, have you checked out Midnight Mass on Netflix? No, I haven't. You have to watch it. It's incredible. I'll have to check Literally. that out. It's the same guy who did, I don't know if you watched like Haunting of Hill House um, or Haunting of Bly Manor. It's spooky stuff. I think you might, I think you might really enjoy it. I'll check it out. I just watched Malignant in theaters. Um, Ooh, how was it? So good. Probably my favorite movie of the year. It's so mm. weird and people are not giving it the praise it deserves for what it is. That's what I say. But as the narrator, I have to choose from location, relationship, or word. Okay. okay. I'm going to do Rachel Ray because I feel like that's, the one I can least fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so I'll choose location. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. you know. And the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and do- mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions? Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. 
Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Today. For this, and the location is Rowboat. For the Codfather. (laughs) So it's a rowboat? With Rachel Ray. With Rachel Ray. <laughs> the spooky rowboat starring Rachel Ray. Oh and you're not you're not stricken to the celebrity. They just have to show up at some point during the story. I will say oh, that to put the so pressure off. Do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do any character you want. Okay, so if we're in a robot, a ro- robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. I'll start this story off. We just jump whenever we want, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a cool evening. The stars in the skies, fog along the waters. A nice rowboat sailed through the fog, just crashing through it. Fog breaking up everywhere as we see three friends together having the time of their lives. It was not the first time they'd done this nightly ritual, but it was a special one. The first a portly, stout young fellow named Gilbert <laughs> spoke to the rest and said, do you think anyone saw us? Zachary, the leader of the pack, clapped him on the back and said, dear Gilbert, no one knows we're out here. They never know we're out here. <laughs> the the uh, camera pans out. It's one guy holding three dummies. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he's just speaking for all of them. A the only ship. thing that they don't know is that there are cameras following in nearby rowboats, live streaming everything as though it's the Truman Show to everybody around the world, watching anxiously as they try to figure out what their next meal may be. Uh, a ship comes forward. Uh, hey, you okay down there in the rowboat? Do you need any help or... There seems to be a, a large duffel bag with you that appears to be moving. Well, I was hoping that you wouldn't notice my duffel bag. Um, although it is new, I did just purchase this at the Sears. Um, so I'm glad you noticed, actually. Were you complimenting the bag or were you worried about the inside? I was bragging. The Codfather sees all. The man slowly backs away leaving the ship appearing abandoned in front of the rowboat. (laughs) But what they don't know is that the ship isn't abandoned. The ship is, in fact, a set. A set made for the one and only Rachel Ray! How is everyone doing tonight? We're going to make some mac and cheese. Oh, we have lovely audience members down in the rowboat below us. Would you guys like to come up for some mac and cheese. We can make me some 
chicken without the chicken, you know, one of those vegan options, the chicken, um, you know. Um, Rachel, Rachel. Yes. Um, I was just wondering, I know that sometimes you pull people from the audience to uh, help them out with cooking a little bit. And uh, maybe that you could uh, pull me up because I've always thought I could be a star. Zach, well, wait. I don't know if I don't know if I can make you a star, but I can make you a damn good mac and cheese. Zach, listen, don't go up there, said Gilbert with exasperated, scared breath. Rachel Ray died three months ago in a rock climbing accident. That can't be her. Oh my God, how did I not see that in the news anywhere? Um, uh, uh, I'll ask her a question, I'll ask, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask, I'll ask. Uh, Rachel, my friend here yeah. is saying that you die. Is that true? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to call you out, don't mean to call you out. Is that true? Because I don't want to come up there and get like possessed or something or for you to kill me or something like that. I just want to do a no! show. That was just some rumor going around in order to make the insider magazine sound like they actually know anything that's going on. I've been cooking. I've been on the show. No one's really seen me around because I'm just dedicated to making the best mac and cheese. Uh, now, Rachel, also, there's no one behind those cameras that are surrounding you. Are they even on or? This is the most amazing part of every show is that we just have the best spirit come together and make this thing possible. So if you want to come up here, we can work together on learning how to fold cheese. I know the people from Schitt's Creek didn't know how to do it. So I'm going to take it all in my own and do the best that I can to teach you guys how to make the best mac and cheese. Wow, this checks out. Never mind, Zach. I think it's all good. Yeah, I must have misread it in the Times, People Magazine, and you know, on the news everywhere. Well, I think I think she's legit. Yeah, it, we, to be honest, Gilbert, too, we've been on this uh, this rowboat for so long. I, I mean, uh, would it hurt to get off? I'm kind of tired of rowing. And just then, the third man on the boat, who at this entire time had not spoken, jumped into the water without warning. And never came up again. <laughs> well, one last one last person that I have to cook for. That's great. Now come on up here and let's make some mac and cheese. I'm sure he's fine down there. Let's get up there. Let's get up. Yeah, I mean, Greg's always been weird. That makes sense. That computes. Uh, he always used to say to us, what if I just jumped in the water and sank to the bottom? <laughs> Remember when he used to always Classic. say that? Yes, all the time. Classic. <laughs> yeah. Let's go hang with uh, what I think might be ghost Rachel Ray. Okay. I think she wants to make mac and cheese. I think I heard that once or twice. They climb up onto the ship. Best mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, I think, you know, I'm not really feeling mac and cheese, but she seems pretty stuck on it at this point. You're not feeling mac and cheese? Well, guess what? That's the only mac and cheese you're going to get because there's nothing else on this boat for you to eat. So you're going to sit down and make this lactose intolerant. Wait, wait, Gilbert, why is she picking me up? Oh, she's oh my God. God. Oh! She throws him into the sky and he makes off and twinkles like a star. She turns to the other ones. Zach, 
So let's get going. We're gonna put all of our ingredients out so that we have it ready to go. And we're going to start with boiling the water. Does anyone want to go and get some water for me? I, Zach pulls on his chest his necklace, revealing a broken cross and goes, stay back demon, as he skitters away on the boat and tries to jump in, but fails miserably because his top gets caught and it rips half his shirt off and now he's just dangling off the side of the boat. Going, wow, I really pooched this. <laughs> a shark comes up, just bites a bit of his pants and pulls them completely ah! off too. <laughs> Rachel, can you help me up? I love uh, my cheese. Unfortunately, no, kind so I don't know why she's British, but. Um... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> This is One great last stuff, guest. said the director, watching all the cameras from far away in a booth. Who would have thought we would have gotten all this? Um, the live audience back. starts to scream. Everybody starts to go wild. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. I, 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 I'm sorry, uh, Harold. Uh, um, yeah, this is the producer. I, I know you know me. Um, well, I don't show up on the set too often, actually. It's a problem. Uh, but uh, we really need to be wrapping up this show, uh, the deadlines for tomorrow for this to air. So if we could just uh, uh, really just... Uh, what's Rachel usually do? She just stuffs mac and cheese into the naked guy and throws him off the water too? Is well, that the plan? Yes. I mean, one of the boys has drowned. The other one has been <laughs> thrown eight miles and smashed into a uh, rocky side of a cliff. And one of them is hanging off the boat with his pants gone and his shirt barely suspending him. So I think her shoving some mac and cheese down there would uh, right about wrap it up. Definitely. We need, uh, and I've heard from the networks that we need more eating on the show. She never feeds anyone. She just throws them away. Oh, maybe Everyone she can throw a lower spoon down there. <laughs> no crew, no audience ever gets fed on the Rachel Ray show. All they do is watch in this eternal continuum of depravity <laughs> Rachel and this is why they're all dead <laughs> Rachel Rachel please just one shot is all we need just put the spoon in the naked guy's mouth that's all we need one shot of that help I'm hanging off the ship wait uh -oh. one shot not like that Oops. oh she, she shot cut him. away she shot him cut away she shot him <laughs> cut away roll so credits <laughs> roll credits I have some B-roll of her making mac and cheese. I'll play it now. I literally just watched the YouTube video of her like making mac and cheese. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and that is officially what it is. Yes. It's yeah. louder when you put it away, which is weird. <laughs> like the, when you yeah. moved it away from the. Oh, because I. Oh, your headphones are the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would yeah, make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that I was think... absolute shit show. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was our television pilot, of course, for the new darker Rachel Ray show. Uh, yeah. Spin off of Lock and Key, of course. Yeah. The, the Codfather appeared so that they're connected, at least in some way. And then he disappeared. He appeared and then he vanished. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really know where he went. He just yeah. backed up with a double bag with a body in it that was never explored. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, everyone just died. <laughs> yeah, everyone's dead. Well, on that note, let's do a round of plugs. Um, yeah, uh, yeah uh, go ahead here. Where can everyone follow you? Okay, uh, my Instagram and Twitter um, is Halia Jones, H-A-L-L-E-A, J-O-N-E-S, um, at Halia Jones on anything, um, tag me and things. And I have actually, um, I'm working with a comic book uh, creator um, who's creating a comic book called uh, Staunch Ambition that's coming out soon. And no, I'm not making the comic book. I actually am working on some music that is going to be sent out to some people who purchased the book. Um, so that's coming out this month, which I'm really excited about. I have two songs in the work um, that will be coming out soon as well. Um, so you can find me on SoundCloud at Halia Jones and also my Spotify, which is Spotify at the end of October, which will just probably be under Halia, not Halia Jones. Um, and yeah, I think mostly like if you want to keep up with everything in my world, it's, it's my Instagram that's going to be the one to, to find me at. Watch her stories. They're magic. Um, <laughs> that was that was not sarcastic. I was actually being 100% genuine. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're the master of social media, honestly. Like I, I'm like looking at it, like studying. Like you're so good at like being so like interactive and everything and entertaining all the time. Like, thank you. All, Sometimes it gets to be a bit much, and it's funny because like anyone who follows me now, I'll reference something that someone following me six months ago will remember potentially. <laughs> I'll be like, yes, this rock thing that I was doing. Like <laughs> I'm continuing with it, and people. She's building like, a universe in her Instagram stories. Yeah, the yeah. cinematic universe. I mean, you can find like all of the past. I mean, people could probably know way too much about me just by looking through my highlight reels because I just like every month I've documented everything. So, yeah. Um, a lot going on. Mine is not nearly as interesting, but I'd love to see everybody there. Um, yeah. yeah, my Instagram is a uh, Jesse JD Camacho. I'm not verified. Please stop pointing it out, everyone that adds me. Um, I know. We need to get you verified, Dad. I, I can't do anything else. I've tried. And on uh, Twitter, I'm Jesse115115 because 115 was my homeroom in high school and I've never changed it. And I should. Amazing. I feel like we should just make a bunch of like fake Instagram accounts of you and then we'll just like get you verified because that's what happens if people I think, I think the season two bump I think the season two bump will get me there I think so yeah yeah I agree I'm not sweating it cool. <laughs> thanks for having us Cody it's great thank, and thank I can't you wait so much. To, for the world to see our scene together that was so well they already fun. have and they love it oh yeah exactly. true good point good point and yeah. we'll be tweeting it all out at spook podcast as well as go to the sonar network.com you can see a full profile on Julia and Jesse with the past episodes they've done of the podcast as well as direct links to both their social media thank you buddy spooked this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network 